0: Welcome back. This is the Soft Count. So, my voice is kind of shitty. I don't have a lot of control over it right now. I was partying in Chicago for my birthday. I will do my best, but once my voice kind of goes out, I I may have to end the podcast. I'm hoping I can have at least a a half hour here, but I'm not actually, now that I'm even talking for the first time today, I'm not quite sure how long I'll make it. (laughs) I'm kind of talking a little too loud. I can't quite find the right. The right volume on the mic right now. Anyway, went to Chicago. I only had about I only had two close friends growing up. One of them is Will, and one of them is Matt. Will lives in Chicago. I haven't seen him in a very long time. And when we get together, it's obviously kind of wild. We tore Chicago apart, partied. My buddy Will's done really well for himself. I'm super proud of him. He is uh, he's like one of the best people I know. He he is the best person I know. Aside from my wife, my buddy Will is the best person I know. He's a fantastic human being. He hosted us in his ball and ass apartment in Chicago. You know, drove us around in his sweet ass fucking car. Had made plans at all these different bars. We went to all the hottest places that people were like waiting. We just like walk right the fuck in. You know, it was uh, first class. After three days though of, of a you know on our third day of drinking and partying nonstop, <clears throat> you know we've been going hard my wife's with us we're the three of us are just fucking tearing this place apart by the third day i had probably missed my normal medications that i take you know for just antidepressants and things like that and uh you know it's like our third day and it's like 3 30 in the morning and we're finally at this point we're like fighting you know arguing and shit it just little shit turns into big shit it, you know everybody's going to sleep and i i'm trying to go to sleep and my wife's trying to go to sleep and will wants to punish me a little bit so he cranks up his music and my buddy Will's is like super jacked and uh he cranks up this edm shit it's now 4 15 in the morning so i get up i'm like all right i'm just gonna go sit out there and wait for him to go to bed so i go sit down and he looks at me and goes is this bothering you And i'm like i mean yeah it's late and he goes uh and then he turns everything off turns the lights off goes into his room goes now you're alone and he shut the door <laughs> So, and then he opens the door. He's like, "You all right?" I'm like, "Yeah." Then he shut the door again. The next morning, we all wake up laughing. It's like, "All right, the party's over. We we went we went hard. This is a great time." So, I haven't podcasted in a while. I'm trying to get the Instagram game up. I got some pictures from Chicago on there. It was really sweet. I got to see some of the stadiums. Smoked some of Mike Tyson's weed, which was I've never tried. I've been wanting it. The dispensaries in Ohio don't really they don't have the Tyson shit yet. You know, it's just too. For one, the demand for it's like really high. So you have to be in a pretty like major city with recreational already legal to even get your hands on it. It was ballin. It was super ballin. And uh, he was actually in Chicago at the other dispensary, and we were gonna go meet him and like you know, he he was like doing like a meet and greet and shit, and I was like, Oh fuck, this is my chance to meet one of my heroes. And it was thirty miles away. And we're in downtown Chicago. And 30 miles in downtown Chicago is like fucking three hours away. you know. So we just, we were too busy partying. <clears throat> anyway, great weekend. Loved it. We're into the dark era of the summer right now for a lot of sports media. If you turn on the TV, everybody's just talking crazy shit about what they think is going to happen, who's going where, what's doing what. I want to talk about some NBA shit first. We've obviously got UFC 276 coming up, and that's going to be... The, really the meat of the rest of the week we'll have our fight in you know, our fight night pickems and as the week as the week develops but ultimately I, I, there's a couple of things in the NBA that I noticed that I thought I found interesting and I got a couple of predictions and I made a couple of bets over the weekend so the first thing that I noticed is that Kyrie Irving uh, yesterday signed his extension the first thing that I've been thinking and everybody keeps talking about where's Kyrie going to go is he gonna go to la is he going to go here is he gonna go there let me tell you one thing that the the Lakers don't want to do. They do not want to trade AD for Kyrie. That's a that's never going to happen. I don't care what Nick Wright and all these guys say about what deal they've got kind of sorted out for Kyrie. That That's not ever going to be a deal that happens. It can't. It's just AD is so much more valuable than Kyrie. It's ridiculous. And I love Kyrie. Ah, that's a strong word. Love is a strong word. I super love watching Kyrie play. Kyrie's kind of a dunce at times with the media. I don't think Kyrie's stupid at all. I just think he. This takes me to like the Baker Mayfield argument. Like these guys just need to like have better PR. Like just don't tell everybody everything. Just like create a persona for the for the media. Like you don't have to tell people what you're thinking. <laughs> like you could just fucking lie. It's crazy to me. Anyway, I never thought that the Lakers want to trade AD for Kyrie. I just It's not something I would do. That's like, a, Let me trade one of my best assets for this guy that is like the flakiest dude in the planet. That's not going to happen. The only thing stopping AD from playing is getting hurt. So, I think ultimately what, what's really going to happen now is that KD, KD is going to get out of there. The real question isn't what's going to happen with Kyrie Irving and where does he want to go. I, I would say... In the history of Kevin Durant, the guy that does the most shocking shit you've ever seen is Kevin. Like, in the last 10 years, name somebody else that has shocked you more. Some people were shocked by uh, LeBron going to Miami. I I didn't find that that shocking. I'll tell you what was shocking is when he went back to Cleveland. It was like, holy shit, that is shocking. Going to L.A., not shocking. I wasn't surprised LeBron got out of Cleveland. He grew up there. It's like, "God, I got to go somewhere. I've been living here forever, my whole life. My whole life I've been wanting to get out of this city I'm in." And something always happens to keep me from getting out. It's like a trap. And so if you have a way out, like get the fuck out. Hell, even LeBron came back. Like it's hard to get away. It's crazy. But KD, no one expected KD to go to Golden State. That was like, holy shit, what? Everybody was shocked the next morning. Like, it was like a breaking news, and the world was like, holy fuck. That's not fair. But it happened. And then in a, even more shocking is he fucking leaves and goes to Brooklyn. Now, a lot of you, like, in the last couple of years, they've been there, and it's like, oh, yeah, Brooklyn's pretty good. And it's like, not before that. <laughs> Name me one Brooklyn Net player before Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Can you remember any of them? So it was just like that, that was shocking too. So I wouldn't, you know, I, I've been trying to figure out what kind of, I'm, I'm hearing some noise in the mic and I just realized it recently is I have a tendency to do like talk with my hands and I bump the table occasionally. And so I'm really trying to stop doing that. I'm always trying to improve my sound. <clears throat> However, my voice is totally fucked right now. And I totally understand that. I apologize if I don't sound as lovely as I normally do. So, yeah, KD. Back to KD. I'm sorry. Back to KD. He just has this tendency to shock me with what he decides to do. He really does. And so I wouldn't be surprised if the first domino to fall is he's like, I'm out. Can you imagine that? And And then where would he go? And I've already heard a few people say, Oh, he's going to go back to Golden State. He fucking might. He might. Dame Lillard's already put his like name in the hat. Like, come up here, play with me. <laughs> he could literally go anywhere and anywhere else where there's at least a guy that is playing most of the season and they're going to be a contender. Kyrie played like 30 games by choice. He's out there like fucking... Championing the Trump people that lost their jobs, like I somebody they need somebody to represent him while he's like in his fucking penthouse. <laughs> I mean, Kyrie's is almost kind of like, what if he's just trolling all those people? I have no idea what he's on. I have nothing. I don't know. If he makes like a documentary about trolling all these people, that here's the thing I don't get for him a lot of the people that he's claiming to champion are the same people that hated him like two weeks before all this happened. And now they love him. It's like, these people don't love you. And I think KD's just like tired of all of it. He's out. He's like, I'm just going to leave. That's what's going to happen. Miami's going to try to get him. Giannis is going to try to get him. Portland's going to try to get him. Golden State's going to want him back. If I were the Lakers, I'd be like, I'll give you fucking AD right now. I'll give you every AD and everyone, and for the first time ever. Maybe KD's like, it's impossible to surpass LeBron's legacy. Maybe he's realized that while he's in, at the Nets. Like, it's impossible. Kyrie Kyrie realized it. He's made some comments about it. Like, oh, I wanted my own team. It's like, no, you guys don't want to do what LeBron does. You don't. When KD went to Golden State it was it was Steph doing what LeBron does, the leadership, the fucking carrying the franchise, getting on the podium and saying the right shit every time. KD has a tendency to not say the right thing all the time. Even when he's like winning, even when he's doing the right shit, he gets upset at the podium and will like storm off and shit. Like fucking Steph and LeBron, they never do it. They never do it. They're like fucking Obama at the podium. It's it's another level. It's another level of pressure for them in the playoffs and when things get tight. That's when those guys like start folding at the podium. And, and Steph and LeBron, they just never will. They're never going to crumble up there. And so maybe, you know, who knows where Kevin's going to go? Who knows? I'll tell you one thing. It's going to be shocking where he goes. And no one's going to care where Kyrie goes. No one wants him. The only team that even offered anything for Kyrie is the Lakers. The only team that showed any interest in all in him is the Lakers. I can guarantee you the only reason that it didn't happen is because AD wasn't involved in that trade. The Lakers weren't willing to give him up for Kyrie Irving. Are you fucking crazy? So I, the Nets are donezo. They got no future. Steve Nash, like he's a ba- he's not a good coach. Sorry, you you didn't handle this right. The rumor of Kyrie holding practices after his practices and shit, like, <laughs> and he's not even playing. Are you fucking crazy? I'd have ended that shit immediately. I'd have, if if I were Steven, I would have just quit. I'm like, this is ruining my reputation. Sorry, I'm out. I feel bad for that dude, but he knew what he was getting into. He's like, oh, I get KD. I gotta, have, I gotta have that. <laughs> Ultimately, I think KD's going to leave and that's going to shake up the NBA again. But if I were LeBron or any of these guys, I'd be doing everything in my power to get to the East. Like, I would just, I'd want to get back over there. Because, like, when you look at Milwaukee, Gian, they only have Giannis. That's it. Don't talk to me about Holiday and Chris Middleton. Like, they're not that good. Miami, Miami doesn't have a single closer on their team to, that can be legitimately scary. It's proven. The Celtics, finished. They might as well break that shit apart. It doesn't work. You look at um, Philly, they got one guy. James Harden's not it. He's old. So if I'm a guy in the West, like LeBron, or if I'm KD, I would want to stay in the East. If I'm LeBron, I'll, you know, if I'm fucking LeBron and I want to go down as as the great, I go back to Cleveland and win another one. In a new way, you let Garland be the the guy at the point. You let Evan Mobley be the center. You play the power forward. I just, I'd go back. I'd go back again. And I would play another role there. Still be a starter. Still be the, you know, second, first leading scorer. Who knows? But I'm just saying, like, do less. Don't be the ball carrier. You could literally be the power forward or the center and dominate like Jokic. LeBron can play like that. He was going to be the MVP. So last thing on the NBA, I made I made a bet with my buddy Will over the weekend. I saw a picture of Zion, and he looked jacked. He looked thin and jacked. If that's not just like photoshopped crazy shit, and he's ready to go, and he's built like the, these pictures I'm seeing, he bet me the over-under that he'll get. Will he get more than 30 dunks before he gets hurt? And I said, yeah, he'll get more than 30 dunks before he gets hurt. And we put a 20 on it and shook. And then at, you know, 4.30 in the morning on one of these bender nights, I said, you know, Zion's going to be the MVP next year. And the Pelicans are going to go to the Western Conference Finals. And we put 100 on it. <laughs> Something like that. But I really do believe that. That's my hot take of the week. Zion's probably going to be in the MVP discussion next year. Because here's the thing. as a As like a... Tootsie Roll, like Fat Tub, he was averaging 30 and was sensational when he was on the court. He only played like 60 games or something, but he was unreal. I didn't believe he would actually be that good in the NBA. And then I remember the first couple games when he finally, they finally were like, all right, here he is. And everybody's watching TV waiting to see him. He was amazing. He even like banged a set shot three in the first game he played. And everybody was like, oh my God, he can shoot threes. Like, yeah, I think that was like the only one he ever hit, but it was still like pretty impressive. He played in that all-star weekend in the rookie game and was doing fucking crazy dunks. I mean, he really was great, but he got hurt. And it's all about his body. And if his body's fixed, I I mean, he's at least going to be comeback player of the year. He's going to dominate. And since he's been out, it's almost a blessing in disguise for the Pelicans because Brandon Ingram became a star. I I would take Brandon Ingram over Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and probably Jimmy Butler and Zach Levine. I mean, I could just go through a ton of players. After watching Brandon Ingram at the end of the season last year, I would take him over a lot of players. I think the Lakers would rather have him than fucking AD at this point. Like Brandon Ingram filled out, got thick, and he is a fucking star, an unguardable star. The Pelicans are going to be... And if Zion comes back and plays, all he has to do is play. I'm not saying he he can play like he was playing before. It's just, can he make it through a season? And if he does, they're going to be hard to beat. Both of those guys are unguardable. So watch out. That's my hot take on the NBA season to come. So one of the nice things about being a UFC fan is that it's pretty year-round. And... For a lot of the media, like Colin Cowherd and Joy Taylor, and these guys are on TV and they're they're struggling right now because they have no content and they're talking about just like crazy shit. But for us, it's just like another weekend with UFC 276 coming up and that's going to be one of the best fucking events of the year, without a doubt. And I've said that actually a couple of times this season. I always call them seasons. Uh, UFC even is a season in my mind. like It's like a yearly thing. And they've had some fucking amazing cards and then like the fight night two weeks ago was out of control. I will say right now I missed the fights last week. I didn't put in any pick-ems. I didn't even really look because I knew I was gonna be in Chicago. I tried to make some bets before the before the weigh in. It just didn't work out and I didn't I didn't I just didn't care. I was like party mode all weekend. And also knowing that the July 2nd fights were coming, I was just pumped. It was basically gonna be the only time I'm off, probably to the end of the year. Those of you that know me know I'm in real estate, so I'm usually around. And that's how I, uh, I'm able to do all this stuff. I've got a job that allows me to kind of build around my my own schedule. So anyway, we got Izzy Adesanya and Jared Cannoneer for the main event at UFC 276. Probably one of the most intriguing main events we'll have all year long. But here's what I would say to people. And you look at... There's a couple of things that are going on in this fight that worry me for both fighters. One is that Jared Cannonier used to be a heavyweight or like a light heavyweight. He was huge, and he's going to look a lot bigger than Israel Adesanya. In fact, he might even look closer to what Jan looked like against Izzy. And so Izzy's got just a thicker, bigger body in front of him this weekend. Now, I would also say, do, does anybody listening right now think Jared is better than Robert Whitaker? And I would argue most of you would be like, Nah, he's not better than Robert Whitaker. and it's like, Right, and Izzy's smoked that guy twice now, and it's like, Oh yeah, shit. Well, that complicates things, doesn't it? But styles make fights, and Jared Cannonier has all of the style to make this a fight and possibly get a dub. Jared Cannonier is going to be a lot bigger than than Robert was. He's got he's got a big size advantage. He's not as tall. But he is a load, and he's super serious. One of my favorite things about uh, him, and I love everybody in this video for different reasons after the video came out, but it was like Al Sterling, Molly McCann, Patty Pimblett, all just going fucking bonkers wild at a UFC event with Jared sitting there like stone-faced cold just looking forward while everybody's like pumped up around him, just losing it, drunk, partying. Aljo's got a shirt on. It's like a reference to being the real champ now. It was just sweet, you know? And I just felt, I just started loving all those people for different reasons. And that from, from that video, I'm like, man, Jared's fucking sweet. He's like, fuck all these goons. And then all these other guys, it's like, after Aljo beat Piotrion, I'm like, man, how good does he feel? You have to, you have to, if you put yourself in Aljo's shoes, And you think about all the shit that people had talked about you, and then to get the win and be the champ and be out there just fucking gangster. Like, you just love it. You know, you shut the fucking door on everyone. No one can talk shit. You got a rear naked choke off on Pyotr Jan. That's, you know, it's like the most embarrassing way to go. RNC. (laughs) Anyway, this Izzy Jared fight, you know, it's going to be a stand up banger. Jared, the only thing you got to worry about. Is that Jared hasn't been in a lot of five-round fights, and he could get gassed, and Izzy's doesn't. Izzy doesn't get gassed ever. His hands are lightning. I can't wait for this fight. Izzy throws punches from a lot of different strange angles. Jared Cannoneer kind of has a more traditional martial arts fighting style. He's super into the movie Bloodsport, and... Jean-Claude Van Damme, his fucking song he comes out to is the Bloodsport theme song, which gets me amped. I've seen that movie like a hundred times when I was a kid. It was my favorite movie as a kid. That and like Commando and shit, you know, Kickboxer. Van Damme and Arnold were the shit when I was a kid. I loved them. And so I got a little bit of soft spot for Jared because he, 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 you know, you got to support guys that support shit that you love. You just have to. It's like part of the game, you know. It's part of the mystique of all of this. It's like, what are you looking for in a fighter? When you see something they like, it's like, oh, I got to put money on that guy now. I love him. He loves what I love. That's sweet. So Jared has a real shot. He's gonna look bigger than Izzy. I would argue that Izzy has the best stand-up fighting I've ever seen, as far as like a overall kicks, punches, feints, speed, power. I mean, he's got it all. It's pretty incredible. The next fight's Alexander Volkanovski and Max Holloway the the co main, dude. This this shit is gonna be out of control. So the last time they fought, I was like, it was a split decision, and I was. I mean, I was a hundred percent sure Max Holloway won that fight. The first fight they fought twice already. I can't even remember the first fight. The second fight was so egregious, I couldn't. I just couldn't believe that Max didn't get the dub. But when you look at the statistics of the fight, it's like, oh my god. Going into the third fight. <clears throat> I just don't know if Alexander can be knocked out, and I don't think judges are ever going to take his belt away from him if it goes to a split decision. It just won't happen. I don't really... Alexander's stand-up game is not very good. His ground game is not that good, but he is so fucking tough. He, He can do enough on the ground and enough standing up. He can trade hits. That's the real thing with him is it's like... He's not as talented on his feet as you'd want him to be, but because he's willing to trade hits with you, he gets to land punches. He'll take a hit to deliver a blow, and he's got real power because he's strong. But he really, when you watch guys with like hand, like boxing skills, kickboxing skills, even MMA skills just in general, there's like all these different skill sets and I don't see any of them with Alexander. I just see like a super tough guy that's willing to get hit to to deliver a hit. Now Max has actual boxing skills. That's like his real. That's what he did to him last time. He just boxed the shit out of him. And Max kind of has the. He boxes like the Mexican fighters do. Really accurate straights, high volume, and he's also willing to take punches. If Max Holloway was a Mexican boxer, he would be a champion. He is—he really is, probably in my opinion, the only box, like the only real boxer in MMA. Now he has a ton of like other skills in martial arts. I'm just saying, I really do think Max could succeed as just a boxer, where I've never really seen any other MMA guy that could succeed at it. And part of that is because of his speed and power. Some people will be like, "Oh, well, what about Rob Font?" I'm like, "Yeah, Rob can score points with his boxing skills, but he has no power behind him, so he can't—you you can't win boxing." A lot of these people think that most boxing matches go to like the decision they don't. If you watch boxing and not just UFC, like most of the fights don't go to a decision. People get knocked the fuck out in boxing. So you got to have power, and Max has got both. I just don't know if he can get it done. I feel like it's going to be another decision or like Alex has gotten bigger, stronger, better. I don't know. This fight, I don't even know what the odds are in this fight. I would imagine Volkanovski's favored. I don't know. I need a little bit more time to think about this fight. I need to see him standing next to each other. I mean, Max is going to be looking a lot taller. But that doesn't really matter with Alexander because he's just so fucking wide and strong and powerful. I worry about this fight. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm really excited. (laughs) I can't wait to see him weigh in and shit. It's just going to look. These guys probably don't like each other very much. This is going to be fucking sweet. The fight before that is going to be Sean Strickland and Alex Pereira. Those of you that haven't had a chance to see Alex Pereira yet, he is legitimately... Okay, so there's this movie called Kickboxer with Van Dam. It, it kind of came out around the Bloodsport era. It's his other best film. And the bad guy in that is Tong Po, and that is Alex Pereira. Like, Alex Pereira is fucking huge, ripped, can do it all. Knees, elbows, kicks, punches, and he just seems to be really fucking scary. And he's, he's only five and one in his previous life where he was younger and Izzy and him were both fighting in like a kickboxing shit, uh, he knocked out Izzy when they were younger. So UFC finds this guy and they're like, alright, we found a guy that's already knocked out Israel Adesanya, let's bring him to the UFC. The problem with the UFC is there's a lot of other shit that can happen. You can get taken down, you can get choked out, there's just like a lot of factors that you gotta be careful of. You know, like getting, you, know, you just can't in these kickboxing leagues, you can't be taken down and choked, choked out. Right. Well, the guy he's fighting this weekend is Sean Strickland, who's not really gonna take you down and try to choke you out. Sean is a. I don't, I don't understand how he's twenty five and three, other than the fact that he's just really tough as well. He's like Volkanovski, where it's like you can't really knock him out. He seems to be really strong in that aspect. But his stand up game is like super mediocre. His boxing, which is all he really does, he's a boxer up there, is mediocre. His jab doesn't really do any damage, it scores points but it doesn't hurt anybody. And then his straight also doesn't do any damage but scores points. And he really only throws those two punches in different combinations and that's kind of it. You rarely see any kind of uppercut, hook or any I just I'm not a huge fan of this dude. Not to mention his actual fucking attitude and the shit he says like he's got this kind of fake I'm crazy persona. It's like, dude, you're not fucking crazy. I'm crazy. Like, I'm on fucking a bunch of medication. I'm neurotic. Like, the shit, you're you're walking around this apartment. I remember he had this YouTube video where he's walking around about his apartment. Like, look how fucking shitty my apartment is. I'm like, dude, I've lived in apartments like that most of my life. Like, it's just an apartment with shitty blinds that are, like, yeah, I know. (laughs) It's like with a fucking hand-me-down couch. Like, you could easily just go out and buy a new couch or, like, whatever. Oh, you're so crazy. Your house is shitty. It's like yeah, most people's houses are shitty, dude. If you don't make seventy grand a year, your house is probably not that nice. And you make a bunch of money, and you know you're, you you buy guns, and you probably your car is probably sweet. I don't know. You're just it's just all seems so fucking weird. I think my guess is that uh, the Sean Strickland train hits a brick wall with Alex Barrera. I think Alex is gonna smoke him. We'll see. I don't, I'm not obviously not making any predictions yet, but that that one's. That's the easiest prediction I can make over the weekend. The other main card fight is Pedro Munoz and Sean O'Malley. This will be the toughest challenge for Sean. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. The toughest challenge he had was this loss against Vera. When I watched that fight the first time, I thought that I mean, it's clear now after what Cheeto's done in the last, like, year that he's a lot better than Sean O'Malley ever gave him credit for. That loss is real. You lost. I get it. Your leg broke or whatever. Whatever happened, happened. But ultimately, it's like he beat you. And he's only looked better and better and better since, those fight, since that fight. And so you're going to fight Pedro, and is a pretty, like, thick dude. But overall, Sean should have the speed advantage, the length advantage, and should just piece him up, and it'll look good. And it'll be his first main card, I think. Should be sweet. Not super in love with the undercard here. We got... I mean, Jalen Turner, I really like watching him fight. It'll be him and Brad Riddell. That'll be a nice banger. There's some just guys... Like, Jim Miller, Robbie Lawler, and Donald Cerrone are all on the preliminary card. That fucking sucks. I don't want to watch any of those guys. Robbie Lawler is 29-15 in one no contest. It's like, dude... It's over for you. I don't want to watch you fight. And you're fighting that Brian Barbarena guy. I watched him fight in Columbus. After he won, everybody's booing him because it was a split decision against a guy from Columbus. That was his last fight. And Brian's like, I'm sorry you're all booing me, but, you know, I'm a farmer. And everyone just keeps booing. It's like, dude, I get it. You're in Ohio, but you're in the only, like, standing. There's three major cities in Ohio. And really, this is the only one that's, like, doing anything. The other cities have kind of, like, regressed over the last 50 years, and this city's come up. And And it's a blue city, and you're fucking talking about being a farmer. It's like, all these people are, like, college students, and nobody's, like, a farmer around here. Nobody gives a shit. You just got a split decision against, you know, the Columbus hero. And so, you know, everybody just kept booing him. I felt bad for him, I guess is what I'm saying, but he did— didn't really take the right angle after that <laughs> should have just been like man i'm just a dude <laughs> and everyone would have been like oh yeah you are just a dude i'm sorry and that would have been fine ian gary is nine and oh he's like the new conor mcgregor he's like a tall white dude that's fighting at a weight that he shouldn't be he should probably be a middleweight or something i don't know he's fighting a welterweight he's just uh or whatever, but reverse of that is. I can't remember. He's he's just he's always too he's always like way bigger than every opponent. And then the Jim Miller, Donald Cerrone fight, I just don't care. The early prelims, there is Jessica I, Macy Barber. I feel like I've seen that fight before. They're gonna fight. Uriah Hall's fighting, he's usually a nice bet. And then Driscus Duplices. Always makes me money. He's like one of my other go-to early prelim fighters. We'll be coming back for some fight pick-ems. We'll give you some more. As the kind of week unfolds and kind of more news unfolds, we'll talk a little bit more about the card. By Thursday, there'll be some more heated arguments between some of these fighters. We'll get some nice little news clips to talk about. But I think the night's going to be awesome. I mean, ultimately, this fight is all about the main card. The early prelims and the prelims aren't as good as some of the other fights we've had in the last couple weeks, but the main card's about as stacked as can possibly be. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to talk a little bit about the NFL before I sign off. I'm watching the uh, Wimbledon right now. Nadal's in like a three-hour match right now trying to get through. I hope he does. He wants to win that Grand Slam, you know. That'd be pretty sweet for him. He's old as shit, and he's still killing it. The only thing I really want to talk about in the NFL right now is the Deshaun Watson case and how he's never going to play again. I've, I've, I've said it now for almost three months. Like, this dude, they're never going to let him play again. After became 60-some women and they're still saying there might be more women that want to come out. It's like, yeah, there probably are. And then he posted a video of him hanging out with Mia Khalifa, the porn star. It's like, whoa. Well, who is giving you advice? For fuck's sake, dude. You're done. It's over. Sorry, you're out. I mean they kept they kept Josh Gordon out of the league for 7 seasons or some shit and the, with the indefinite thing for smoking a joint. He never hurt a fucking person. He had drug uh, drug, quote unquote drug. He smoked weed. He what he really had was an alcohol problem. He drank too much and that got him into some trouble. And and weed at the time was considered to be heroin. Now it's like legal throughout the country and his whole career was fucking ruined because of it. When every guy should be just allowed to smoke weed and play football, it's not a fucking issue. It'd probably be a lot better for everyone if you just let let football players smoke weed. Eat. I mean, <laughs> they need it. Okay, they're in getting in car wrecks every fucking game. Their brains are all fucked up. Let them smoke some fucking weed, and I don't want to hear about it. You know, it's funny. Is the whole world has shifted. I remember, I had a, uh, I was listening to the radio in town, and Chris Spielman. I fucking hate him more than any other person in television. I hate him. He played at Ohio State. He's like super well-loved. He lost his wife, so everybody really loves him because of that. I get that. That's fine. But ultimately, I was listening to him on the radio, and if you ever listen to him, he's like the most conservative asshat you've ever heard. And somebody asked him in this interview one time, he's like, what if you caught your son smoking weed? He goes, you know what I'd do? I'd put him in the back of the car, and I'd drive him to the police station myself. And I'm like, what? How fucked up are you? You know he was had a great career in Detroit. He's just a cunt. Like what a dick! I I hate that guy. Every time he speaks, it makes me want to fucking. I just hate him. I can't believe he. I just ugh. Chris Spielman, he's one of the guys I really hate. Anyway, I wonder what he thinks about weed being fucking legal. Basically, the world's so fucked up. Rovers Wade, you know, I'm sorry to all the women out there. Fucking nonsense. I got a lot of listeners outside of the United States. I really appreciate all of you. I got a guy in Belgium that's listening. He's my number one listener, by the way. Guy in Belgium or girl. But I think analytically, only men listen to our show right now. Got a couple girls, but primarily went men, <laughs> as you would assume. But uh, you are my number one fan. And maybe you hate me. I don't fucking know. Either way, you've listened to me the most. So touche. <clears throat> I love you. Guy in Belgium. Got a couple other people that have obviously listened to everything, but you were the first, and so you're my first. You were my first guy. I, I've been seeing you. I watch. I look at my analytics. I know you're out there. Outside of that, uh, so yeah, I wanted to talk quickly too about a Baker Mayfield, right? Like he's just sitting here. Not nobody wanted him. Nobody's gonna. He, you stay in Cleveland, dude. Can you imagine? All right. So here's how my brain works. He is like, I'm not playing for them. I'm gonna be a big baby and blah blah blah. That's how he thinks he's getting even. And it's like, no, dude, here's how you get even. You go back, you make them pay you that $18 million, and can you imagine if he went like 7-1 and one to start the season? He's got Amari Cooper. You can't tell me it's not possible. He's got one of the best running backs in the last decade outside of Derrick Henry. He's got two running backs, really, and now he's got a better wideout than he's ever had. You can't tell me that Amari is not better than ODBJ and Jarvis Landry. He's better. I think a lot of things are about to – kind of come together for him there and it's like listen if you really want to put the screws on cleveland and make them look like fucking idiots and get even you go out there you change your whole persona i would just pretend to be a new person maybe i mean i am crazy when people want to talk about crazy like sean strickland i think he thinks because he's like fucking anti-women he's crazy it's like no dude there's like Entire Congress is like you, all right, dude. You're you're not you're not crazy. You're just like all the old white dudes in Congress, literally. This is you or them. You want to know where I'm fucking crazy? It's like that's not I'm not there at all. Like that's not. I'll show you fucking crazy. I'll show up to work, pretending to be a completely new person. I'll go out there and win a bunch of games. I'll make you guys look like fucking idiots. And I just would never. I would never. I would get in on the podium and I'd pretend to be Eli Manning. I said that before. If I were Baker, I would just assume this new character, like like Saul Goodman. I'd fucking just be a new guy, and just just a fucking stick it to Cleveland, like like the the management, the coach, the fucking owner, like everybody. And they would just they'd have to shut the fuck up. What would they? What could they do? If you're winning. And this guy you just paid all this money to is suspended indefinitely sitting on your bench. And this guy you thought you hated was in there just fucking bawling. Bake, if you can hear me, I'll show you fucking crazy. Give me a call. We'll fucking, we'll come up with a new plan. A, a whole new plan. We'll make up a new name for you. It'll be funny. And it'll be so satirical that no one will, they won't be able to tell the difference. You won't be an asshole. It'll just be, you'll always just look like the most conservative, reserved dude we can possibly think of. It'll be fantastic. Got a great week of uh, fights coming up this weekend. Racing's going to be resuming soon. Can't wait. Talk to you guys soon. My voice is going out. Hit the follow. Hit the like. I appreciate everybody that listens. I really do. I'm sorry I was gone for so long, but I'm back now and I'm looking forward to shooting the shit. Oh, yeah, and by the way, those of you that like to play video games, there is a show on Paramount, I believe. It's called The Players, and it's about the fugitive eSports gaming team. This show is the most cringy show you've ever fucking seen. I can't get enough of it. It's unbearable. This one gamer named Cream Cheese, I mean, this dude is like, at first you you hate him, and then you hate him more and then you feel really bad for him. Like, oh my God, this guy is a mess. It's uh, a, <laughs> it's fucking, it's silly. I can't get enough of it. let so check that out. If you guys get a chance, hit me up, shoot me a DM. I, I'm really working to try to get my Instagram going. I've got some posts coming, more more posts coming, more content coming. But yeah, shoot me a DM if you got a question. or If you just think I sucked, let me know how bad I suck and I'll, I'll read it out loud. <laughs> Talk to you guys soon. Peace.